Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. If you're like me, when you hear the words, we need to talk, it strikes a little bit of dread. Well, knowing when you need to reach out to your financial advisor as you navigate your financial journey is a good thing. So we're going to be talking about when it's time to tell your financial advisor we need to talk. I've got Chad Roller here, my partner from Conway at Gym Wealth, here today to talk with us. We hear a lot of people, you know, when they come into our office, we ask them, one of the first things we ask is what triggered your coming into our office today? So we've heard people's reasons for it, but today we're going to talk about the things that we would say you should prompt a conversation with your advisor over. Yeah, and I hope they don't go into our office feeling sometimes like we did. You know, I think they maybe, probably feel some dread from time to time. <laughs> maybe as a teenager is when we heard the words, we need to talk, you know, from a yes. coach. I, I can think of one time from a coach, football coach uh, out there that he said, we need to talk. And that oh, was, man. Pleasant, I imagine. Oh, uh, it was it was an uncomfortable. We'll start with that. But it ended up okay. But, but I would say sometimes people feel a little bit uncomfortable coming into our office the first time. You know, once they get to know us, it's a different dynamic, but it can it is, be. It is. And and we we hope that we uh, build a trust and, and a, an environment that people can come talk to us because it can be very uncomfortable talking about your finances. Yes. Whether you've done well, maybe you still don't feel like you've done well enough mm-hmm. uh, or you feel like you're just way behind. That can be a very uncomfortable conversation when we're talking about somebody's finances. Yes. And even after you've established a relationship with your financial advisor, sometimes it's hard to know, is this a topic I should call my advisor about or not? And a lot of our clients, we spend time talking with them about what triggers need to be signals that they should reach out to us. And and that's really what we're talking about today. So this is assuming you already have a financial advisor, or you, some of these maybe would be the first time you reach out to somebody. But the first one we're going to talk about is when you have a job change. So talking about an employer plan that's left behind, there's four options people have. Let's talk through those and why it might make sense to reach out to your advisor. Yeah. So the number one, we'll just get it out of the way. Cash it out. <laughs> Please no. Please. Please, Please no. do not just cash it out. Uh, there are some... Well, there's some, there's, there's some issues with that. Number one being the taxes. Mm-hmm. You're, whatever you cash out of that, you're going to add that to your income for that year. Mm-hmm. So if you take out $50,000 outside of that employer plan, then you're adding an additional $50,000 that you really did not earn in that year. So mm-hmm. a lot of tax consequences for that, as well as if you're prior to 59 and a half, you're going to more than likely have a 10% penalty from a 401k. Now, in the first two years inside of a simple, you're going to have a 25% penalty. And I think that one kind of sneaks up on people if they they don't know about it, (laughs) the penalty part of it. Because that same scenario, if you took $50,000 out, it's $50,000 additional income and a $5,000 flat fee. Like, think about that. That adds up fast. It does. And and so that's just the short term. Mm -hmm. But the long term of it is it's affecting your retirement. Yes. And so that is the long-term pain from that. So number one is don't cash it out. You have the option to cash it out, but we just ask you not to. Uh, and you, the other option is just keep it there. Now, mm-hmm. we have seen that. Yes. Uh, you know, we've had clients that say, hey, you know, I've, I've got four past employer plans out there. I, I need at to- Four different <laughs> providers. <laughs> I've lost that And I might in. have a fifth. There's usually like, there yeah. might be one at this other place, yeah. but I'm not really sure. Yeah. And I forgot that password, right? To yes. be able to get in there and look at it. So- uh, you know, you could keep it there, 
leave it there, invest it, and, and manage it there. And the third is uh, move it to a new plan. So mm-hmm. if you're at a new uh, employer, you have the option, if they'll accept it, to roll it over into your new 401k or retirement plan offered there at your new employer. And then the last one, which is what a lot of people choose to do, is to move it to an IRA. Often when people come in and they they have that conversation of, oh, I've got three or four old employers, they usually want to consolidate those in one place. Moving it to an IRA in most cases is not going to be taxable to you. Um, The drawback is inside the old employer plan or the new employer plan, often the investment costs are going to be a little lower. But with the traditional IRA or the Roth IRA, depending on your setup, you have the ability to invest it however you want for your future. So those are your four options. Um, Also, though, when you move to a new job, you're going to get that employer packet that has your new plan options. And it's a good idea to talk to your financial advisor about getting some feedback on the investment choices you have and how the plan works, because some of them, that match can be a hot mess. Oh, it could be match up to 4%, then half a percent for the next 2%. So, you know, how do I know what Why the- Why can't ex- they just say 4% or exactly. 5%? It's so weird. Exactly. And and understanding the investment strategy. You know, mm-hmm. what is a target date fund? What are these funds that are, are available to me inside this new plan? Uh, so that's one of the things that we, we hope that doesn't get lost in the shuffle as mm-hmm. you're making that transition to that new job which also with the new job may come income changes. Yes. And as your income changes, you need to update your budget. You need to look at your plan, make sure that it, you know, as it affects your plan, that you're noticing those balances. So for instance, if you're making more money, then that's going to positively affect your future planning. If you're making less, then we need to adjust those contributions and things like that. Um, Also, one thing we've had a lot of clients recently, their great thing is they've got a new job or they've got an increase in pay. The not so great thing is they can no longer do Roth contributions. So there's an income limit with Roths. If you're single, it's 153,000 this year. This is 2023. Um, if you're married, it's 228,000. If you make above that threshold, you start phasing out of eligibility for the benefits, the tax benefits, or the eligibility to contribute directly. So that can be something to look at. Yeah, and that's we're talking about an individual Roth IRA mm-hmm. now. So with a new employer. You may want to, if your income is over that, be looking for that Roth 401k option. Mm -hmm. It might be a good way to build that, keep that momentum in Roth without the ability to do it yourself. Yeah. And so in 2023, in a 401k, uh, someone under age 50 can put up to Mm $22,500. Now, that is just the employer contribution, Mm -hmm. right? The The employee employee contribution (laughs) That is not including the employer contribution. So right. if you're putting in 22500 as the employee, that employer match is on top of that. So, mm-hmm. so don't, uh, don't short yourself. If you want to fully max that 401k, don't include that employer portion inside that 22500 that you can contribute as an employee. Correct. And you even if you're over the income limits for the traditional IRA option, if you want to go the pre-tax route, you can still contribute even if you don't qualify for the tax benefit of being able to lower your taxable income. And there's some different techniques and tactics we can use as your advisor to help you work towards your plan. But the key is there's going to be an impact. When you have an income change, there's going to be an impact. And if you're not communicating with your advisor, what can happen is it can trigger a lot of chaos. You know, We've had people who, after they go to file their taxes, find out, oh, I wasn't eligible to contribute last year. We have a whole lot of paperwork and tasks to complete to unwind that clock. So it's better to be proactive and work with your advisor. The other piece of it is avoiding lifestyle inflation. Just because you get a pay raise doesn't mean you need to increase your spending. So 
talking with your advisor to understand the impact of that and how you could best allocate those new funds makes a ton of sense. And the next one is an opportunity to come in and sit down with an advisor. And I would say this was would be my number one mm-hmm. is on an inheritance or a windfall. I think a lot of people, or at least this was my experience when I went through this process personally, you feel very overwhelmed. You feel very alone. And sometimes you don't really have a lot of help just organizing all the things. I had a client there. Um, they lost their sister, their mom and their dad in a 12 month period. Talk about a lot of chaos. A lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. There were 13 accounts, 13 different accounts for her to figure out what needs to happen. All of those had paperwork. All of those had required distributions. And there were things that were just chaos. There were tax implications with each decision. So I was able to bring her in, help her get all the paperwork filled out, and then get everything positioned in a manner that made sense for her goals. And there's also some penalties that you have to, you know, be careful of, Mm -hmm. you know, those RMDs on a beneficiary IRA. So that money that has not been taxed that you've inherited and you've inherited it as a beneficiary IRA, you've got to make sure that you do not overlook those RMDs. And the penalty used to be 50% of what you were supposed to take. They just recently lowered it to 25, but still think about it. If you were supposed to take $10,000 and you didn't, 2500 is now the government's right off the top. So it's very important that your advisor is having conversations with you or that you get help from somebody to make sure you don't miss those required distributions. Another thing to consider when you're looking at whether you should meet with your advisor or not is are you ready for planning? As you settled into your preferred lifestyle, you're really ready to start planning. Once you kind of know what you think you're going to need month to month to live off of currently, you can start that process of working towards a retirement plan or maybe you've identified some goals like college funding and a home purchase things like that that you could use some coaching and some extra assistance with and we've seen this a lot of time with young couples Mm -hmm. that that are just you know recently have a newborn and now you know as that parent instinct kicks in we want to create that college fund or we want to create that savings for that that child And, and that's a great thing but sometimes, as we've talked in other podcasts, you've got to put your mask on yes. before you can help others, just yes. like on the airplane. So, you know, that's some things that to that we walk clients through. And so that is a good opportunity, whether it be an UPMA or 529, you know, what are the benefits of each type of those accounts and maybe where they want to start saving that money. And the landscape for these things has changed even recently. And if you if you don't have somebody helping you stay up to date, then you may have missed that recently the the government approved for 529 plans to be able to transfer to a Roth if not used for college expenses. That didn't exist previously. I'll be honest, for me, that was kind of a deterrent to 529 plans. But now that's more exciting because you get tax deferral inside of that. There are these things that change constantly that your advisor should be staying up to date on and they can help you determine what's going to be the best fit for your family. And then there are some age or life stage triggers as well. We call it family dynamic changes. Or that's the <laughs> fancy way of saying it. Marriage, divorce, kids. Those are things that when you have a big dynamic change to your family, you need to have a conversation with your financial advisor. Again, it goes back to how does it affect the plan? What steps can you take to set good habits now for your future? All of those are things that your advisor should be able to help you with. And that's ranges from life insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a change uh, being, you know, now divorced? I mean, what is the, is there a new need for life insurance? Is there a change in the life insurance need? 
as well as um, taking over retirement accounts from mm-hmm. an, an ex-spouse. So there's a lot of those financial changes uh, during that time period. You know, one of the biggest ones for us that we see a lot of clients coming in is that life change of empty nesters. Yes. So the kids... They just got a big old pay increase. <laughs> Or at least I will. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's going to be huge. The kids are out of the house, Mm -hmm. not quite off, maybe off the payroll, but they can see that next phase, Mm -hmm. right? And we, we, a lot of times we call that the third quarter of life. Right. You know, you kind of get to halftime and the kids have kind of exited. They're kind of moved on to college or are out to work. And you're kind of at this, looking at the third quarter of life, typically your highest earning years. Mm -hmm. And you're also getting more focused on, oh, well, retirement it really could be, is coming. <laughs> retirement could be 10, 15, 20 years away from me, right? Mm-hmm. And so now what are we gonna what are we gonna do? So, you know, I would say that is a really good time to come in and sit down with an advisor and uh, get a game plan for that third quarter, as I call it, the third quarter for retirement in the fourth quarter. And what also coincides with that time of life for a lot of people is they've reached that age fifty marker. And at age fifty You have the ability to put extra funds into the different savings vehicles that exist. So whether it's an IRA or an employer plan, you have a higher limit. So now you have the potential to put more away during those higher earning years. And you can play a little catch up. And another good number is 59 and a half. And you say, Mm -hmm. why is 59 and a half? Well, that is the actual time that the IRS will allow you to do what we call an in-service distribution. Mm -hmm. You know, we had talked about that penalty of, of taking assets away from an IRA or 401k of 10% prior to 59 and a half, but you can actually move it if your if your employer allows as an in-service distribution and start teeing up those monies in your retirement income planning. And the key is you're taking it from the employer plan to a either traditional or Roth IRA. You keep the same tax status to avoid being taxed on it. But what it allows you to do is really start funding your plan your retirement income plan so that when you retire, it's already ready. So if we retire into a recession, it may not matter if you've got your income plan in place. Um, Also, something to understand about that is it's not closing the employer plan. You still have the employer plan. You can still add to it, still get matches. It's just repositioning the, the chunk that was in there differently so that you have access to a much more diversified and diverse set of investment options. And I'd say the last one is right there at the early 60s is to really start looking at long-term care. Yes. Because that is a good time to really dial in and see as you're transitioning from the life insurance of replacing income, Mm -hmm. and now you're looking at that next phase of life and and what to insure and is those long-term care expenses. And we've seen the impact of not at least planning ahead for it. Whatever path you take to do that, having a plan in place for it is very critical because we can do the best financial plan in the whole wide world, but the wrong kind of long-term care event can create a lot of chaos there. Um, So it's time for our two cents. I'll go first today. Um, If you are new to pursuing your financial goals, you may find that having a financial advisor help you reach those goals a little more efficiently would benefit you. If that's your case, you can reach our team by emailing info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And my two cents is just talk. And mm-hmm. it's okay to, you know, just come in and just talk with an advisor and run your questions by them and uh, kind of give you some peace about your next decision making. Whether you think you've made a great decision or not, always err on the side of reaching out would be what we say. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. We hope you've learned something new today that you can apply to your journey. We'll catch you next week. 
Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.